Hi, this is Stephen from Confessions of a Traitor, and this is the Kingdom Core podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Core podcast. This is Sean speaking. I've got Chris here with me. Hello. And we just got done filming a conversation with Stephen McConville, right? That was his name. Stephen McConville, yeah. <laughs> uh, the screamer and vocalist of the newest band to Face Down Records called Confessions of a Traitor. Chris, what did we talk about with him? We talked a little bit about jamming out at a cafe early morning. That was that's like the best story ever. <laughs> but <It> is, yeah. <laughs> just kind of the the backstory of signing to Face Down and in the conversations with them, a little bit of the history of the band, but a lot of what you guys can expect for the upcoming album Punishing Myself Before God Does, which comes out mid-September. So September stay on 16th. the lookout for that. Yeah, September 16th. Yes. It's so good. There's a few singles you can go watch and listen to. They have music videos for uh it's it's super great album and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Definitely. Yeah, we talked about the album things, the album um artwork and just what the lyrics on the record are about, what Steven's uh writing style is like. Uh yeah, it was a really 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 fun episode. Uh this album is amazing. Chris and I have had the honor and privilege of listening to it and we're just so excited for you guys all to hear it right here in a couple months. But uh, until then, please enjoy this interview, and thank you guys for listening. To be fair, that's, I stumbled across your reaction video for Peacekeeper, and uh, oh, yeah. I was like, this guy, he's so kind. <laughs> Such oh, a nice guy. <laughs> Chris loves it when the artists say that they've watched his reactions. Oh, but I, I genuinely commented in the, um, in, in yeah, the comments. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I think you're... Um, the actual captions you use of your face are they crack me up every time you come on you You gotta get the clickbait reaction i need to i need to make some new ones i kind of have gotten as the the recent season i've been so busy that whenever i do make them i'm like i rush the thumbnail so i I literally have like the same like four on repeat right now (laughs) it's like which one suits it the best exactly is it but i need to I need to make some more. <laughs> so, I used to do it where it was like every single video was a different one, but it's, it's, yeah. I can I imagine it takes a lot of time. Going out. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Stephen. It's awesome to have you. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself and what band are you from? What yeah. do you do in the band? And cool. where you're from? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I think they'll be able to tell from the distinctly <laughs> posh British accent. Um, <laughs> So, firstly, thank you for having me on board. Um, So, I'm Stephen. I'm the singer from Confessions of a Traitor. And surprise, surprise, I live in uh, merry old London, England. Um, So, yeah, hence the like cringeworthy Hugh Grant style (laughs) accent that no, I think somebody commented on one of our videos. It was literally today after we released the song Forever Hollow yesterday. they said something like uh, uh, "Confessions of a Traitor, hold my teacup," and I was like, "Oh my god, it's it's <laughs> begun! <laughs> like the British gotta, banter has begun." Raise the finger, the pinky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm actually drinking tea as well. I, I couldn't make <laughs> any more cliche right now. I've just realised that. I was like, I said to my partner, I was like, "I'm just gonna make a tea. Oh god, settle in for the podcast, and I'll make a quick tea." Like the there least hardcore of hardcore vocalists you'll ever meet. Oh, that's great! What are you drinking? Is that a is that a London Fog? Is that it's, it's Earl Grey? It's actually a uh, Twinings Digest Tea because you know it really helps the food settle into the stomach. Because here it's like eight eight thirty in the evening, so we've just had dinner, and I'm kind of like oh, settling in for the evening. Going to go to bed soon because that's what the the cool life of a hardcore singer does you know bed at 9 30 in the evening yeah exactly <laughs> and then tomorrow morning you're gonna get up and you guys are gonna go rock out at danny no ex- <laughs> yes 100 percent. 100 i'm glad you've seen that video it's yes amazing. let's talk about that video for those that haven't seen it can you tell us about that fill in the backstory okay so about was it 20 yeah 2019 
January, we were on tour with, um, actually, I'm wearing the hat right now, Crazy Town. Do you know uh, Crazy Town? You'll, you'll, no, I haven't heard of them. You'll um, type in Crazy Town Butterfly and you will hear it and you'll be like, oh my God, I know that song instantly. It's like early new metal classic. And um, we were in Romania and we had just played the Hard Rock Cafe in Bucharest. So big prestigious venue. So we were super excited. And then we're like, oh, we've got a really long drive ahead of us the next day. So uh, we, I think something like, 12 or 13 hours we had to drive so we jumped in the van and i was like i tell you what i'll break the back of it tonight and i'll just start driving so i ended up putting a storybook on putting my headphones in and jumping in the front of the van and just kind of driving ended up getting to this town called lassie i believe it's pronounced lassie about 7 8 o'clock in the morning and then we piled into this cafe and we were all dying or well, i was like so sleep deprived and i'm there kind of like with a coffee, like an, ex- an espresso, just going, I've, I've still got like two hours of driving left. And the promoter yeah. from the night before walks in and he's like, confessions, what are you doing here? And we were like, trying not to die. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> um, and he's like, do you want to play a show? And I was like, well, we're playing a show tonight. And oh, this is a terrible Romanian accent, by the way. So I'm butchering it for anyone who uh, is Romanian so I apologize um, and we're like we're playing one tonight and he's like no now I was like it's eight o'clock in the morning he was like best time for a metal show <laughs> so we pulled out the cabs because we had the entire back line in the back of the van so we pulled out the cabs set it up sound checked and then he, and we just went I reckon we're gonna get three or four songs in and everyone's just gonna kick us out and leave Next thing you know, 20, 30 people pile into the front and we're just absolutely going ham in this rest. Commuters in their suits. It was a a Monday morning. People in their suits are there like looking up as we're sat like just riffing out. And they're like, what is going on? I'm climbing the furniture. This was like a posh place as well. I'm climbing the furniture. Next thing you know, I'm looking over Shifty from Crazy Towns eating an omelette. And I was like, I've not eaten hot food for four days. I'm, I'm going to have me some of that omelette. And he feeds me mid, mid-line. mid And I was like, right, pull away, <laughs> eat, back. And I'll turn around. I'm like, that was some, that was some good omelette, man. That's some good omelette. And then um, I think the vi- as the video sort of looks around, everyone's kind of like like head banging away and the camera pans to this guy one old just, guy in the background and he's just like, yes. <laughs> you've ruined ruined my breakfast <laughs> to be fair though he actually came up to me and asked for a picture afterwards obviously i had no idea who we were but he there's so there's yeah. a picture of me and him floating around the internet somewhere but yeah it That's just amazing. it it, honestly and it was like um it was just it just so happened to the, that they filmed that exact bit and then yeah we just thought oh this is a hilarious video and i remember posting it on my instagram like a couple of weeks after we got back and um then yeah this uh website called unilad got a hold of it and it just blew up and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah like two and a half yeah. million views later and people sh- uh, when uh, back in 2019 were showing up to our shows with food and trying to feed me while I was singing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so there were pancakes and, and omelettes being handed to me. And I was like, I'm going to get so fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that was, so that's the story of the uh, the breakfast of breakdowns that's been, uh, it's been called now. That is so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? It's not the weirdest venue we've played either. So... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the weirdest venue. We so we were on tour with. Do you know upon a burning body? Yeah, yeah, from Texas. Yeah. So we were on a tour with them in Europe, and um, we were playing this town called Lyon, um, which is a massive, big river down the middle of it. The River Lyon, surprisingly, I said River Lyon. Oh, I, uh, geography is going to escape me now, and. Um, it, we pulled up to where the venue should have been and we're looking at the the side of the road and I was like, these are just houses. And then we see UABB driving down the bank at rapid pace towards this boat. And I was like, are we playing a boat? And then yeah, <laughs> next thing you know, we, we're piling all this gear into the boat and we're kind of looking at it. And it's a, it was a fairly sturdy boat and the portholes were kind of like at eye level here. And I'm looking out and I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. 
two, three hundred kids later, we're jumping. The boat is going under the portholes, and I'm like, I think we're gonna drown. Like, I genuinely had like baby panics. I was like, I think we're gonna drown. I think the boat's oh, gonna no. go under because oh, the whole room was pumping. We had a our bass player Tony had a really tall bass stack uh, for a while, and uh, you I, every time I looked around and it was jumping, it was just going. It was le- it was leering to one side. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, yeah. So yeah, a boat on, in the middle of uh, France was uh, was probably the most random venue aside from the cafe. That's hilarious. Man. So yeah, so we- that is so crazy. Some of the places you play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, only it's, in Europe. Uh, I feel like <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just think I just think we're we're such a like a plug in play band that somebody mm. will go. Oh yeah, just do you want to play do you, do, now? And we're like, yeah, all right, let's let's give it a go. I love that. Can't be too bad. It sounds like I've never been, but it sounds like you guys would have been the perfect band for uh, like Cornerstone doing like the generator stages. You guys just like, oh yeah, we'll yeah, play on the back of this well, pickup truck or something. Isn't it like I watched um, videos of the Devil Wears Prada. To, is it, was it mm. Cornerstone or was it, um, uh, it was Warp Tour? I think yeah. yeah, and they're just playing in a parking lot, and I was like. That yeah. is a hundred percent us. Like we would turn up, yeah, <laughs> run, run rings, and then be like, right, we'll just follow it. We'll just go again. So, yeah. or it's like that. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that video of the chariot. They got kicked out of a venue for like being too crazy, and some dude who was at that show was like, "Let's go play at my house." And so he brought oh, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. into his house, and <laughs> they were playing on the roof and jumping in the pool. It was so cool. Yeah. Oh, I love those guys. I've watched, um, I think he's in another band called The 68, is it? 68, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I watched them, and it's just a, it's just the two of them. It's the drummer and the guitar. Mm-hmm. Energy. Amazing. And the drummer's so crashing his kit. Oh, he's like, insane. Yeah, really great bands. Like, chaos. Like, there's no structure to the songs. And I, I'm, I'm like... Oh, like it really stresses me out, but they're incredible live. Incre- so I've mm-hmm. unfortunately I've never seen the chariot live, uh, but I'd mm. love to. But yeah, yeah, no, it would be so cool to see them again. I actually had the pleasure of seeing '68 in Vancouver, and it was mm-hmm. it was mind blowing just to watch them. Like just how That's two crazy. guys are like making that, like and just sound. watching them perform, and they're like performing in suits or something yes i know do they just bring that one suit on tour yeah. do they have a few different yeah. suits like i, I guarantee you they do because um do you remember upon a burning body used to wear suits yeah um, oh did they yeah they used okay. to yeah and they were fully suited up for years i remember like talking to them afterwards like we were touring through europe in the height of summer and it was oh. Stinking! Like every time they came off, they had these like gray suits. They were they were like black by the end of it because they were so drenched in sweat. And then oh, you see wow. them hanging off the edge of the van, like in the sunlight, and they're like, "Gonna be wearing you tomorrow." And I was like, "Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> like that's oh, disgusting." I know. And then it was like wh- where they got like a break to like wash their gear. It was like. Like, like there was no separation of colors or anything it was just jam it all in it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. just go for it but yeah so i feel like bands that do the whole suit thing they need to buy like go to a thrift shop or something and buy like five of like almost the identical suit yeah. and then they get a week out of it the, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i couldn't imagine wearing it back to back this on is the my monday either. suit my yeah. tuesday yeah. suit <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, just the rotation. Like that was a sweaty gig. I'll leave that one for another week. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, I mean, I guess like that on tour though. Like, especially when you're going around and around, and you're like, right, it must be like that for American bands because it's such a big country that mm-hmm. they must just jump in the van and just go. And then we're like, oh, I haven't had a chance to change. I'm just gonna go, like jump on stage yeah. in the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm way. cut out for the touring life. <laughs> yeah, I got some friends who tour in bands, and then like I'll meet them at the Southern California date, and I'm like, "So, when's the last time you showered?" And they'll be like, "I don't know, four or five days ago." <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with people's feet. It's the sm- it's, <laughs> it's when the shoes come off in the van, and you're like, "Oh, no. oh, oh god, oh, crack a window." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the five boys in a van is yeah it's not it's not a pleasant it's not a pleasant area but you know we, we tr- the, it, luckily across europe there are showers in truck stops so we tend to get as many oh, as we true. can yeah but 
Sometimes. Cool. <laughs> Sometimes you don't. <laughs> Do you guys have any plans for any uh, US touring for the new album coming out? So, I mean, let's let's put it like this. You know, signing to Face Down Records in the States mm-hmm. is, is obviously on the cards. It's just how to get over. Um, it's That's fair. extraordinarily expensive for mm-hmm. um, us to get visas. Um, and it's, I think it's roughly about uh, one and a half to two thousand pounds per person. To, to wow. yeah, it was the last estimation we were given. Just to get access, yeah, to yeah. not even actually That's make crazy. Trip. Yeah, That's crazy. it's because you come in and you're effectively taking money out of the economy, so they'll charge you more mm. for the visa, and you're not even guaranteed. So, you know, let's put it like this: it's on the cards. You know, being on an American label being a british band it, it it makes sense for us to get out there it's it's more it's more down to the logistics rather than you know if it's going to happen so it will happen okay. um but we, we're just we're just trying to sort out some some bits and bobs that i think for a lot of us um you know just getting back out on the road in general will be a a great thing um because mm-hmm. covid having shut pretty much everything down and it's still you know the touring scene is is not quite back up to full spec yet like there's a lot of bigger bands that are coming in but the kind of mid-tier bands that would would normally kind of you know jump on the back of some of those larger tours aren't getting a, a look in because everyone's like we need to tour because we need to make money so yeah it's it's mm, yeah. it's very up and down at the moment and obviously there's waves of covid people are still getting sick and then singers are going off getting sick and they're unable to sing so yeah it's mm-hmm. it's so it's so rough at the moment it's very difficult to kind of predict what's going to happen but long and short yeah we will uh, and hopefully i'll get to meet you guys face to face one time That'd be amazing. Well, I was going to say, if you guys are willing to fork over probably another thousand pounds each to come to Canada, <laughs> if that's an extended I'll thing. I tell you what, Chris, quit making I, everything I, about you. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry about the Americans. Come up to Canada. Are you, you were in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, realistically, the only place anybody would ever play near me is Vancouver, British Columbia. I'm, I'm on the island, Vancouver Island. Oh, you so are like, really remote. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Except I had the chance. I blew it. I should have gone and seen Spirit Box before they blew up because they're actually from Victoria, which is on my island. So I'm like, oh, I should have. Your island. Should have gone. Yeah. Yeah. They oh, live wow. here, and so I'm like, I could have seen them like two years ago when like nobody knew who they were. <laughs> then I've known about them since yeah. it started because of the local scene here. But yeah. Wow. That's I that's a it. bit of a claim to fame, isn't it? <laughs> The island. <laughs> How many people live on the island? Uh, like at least a million. Oh, okay. It's it's pretty big. I thought you were going to say something it's, like it's 400. a big island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, it's, we have yeah. Okay, eight hundred and sixty-four thousand nine hundred as of okay. twenty twenty-one. So wow. Okay. Not, not that remote then. It's a fairly big place. No, except like because of you have to take a ferry from Vancouver to get here. Yeah. So like any bands traveling, like usually bands don't come over unless they're just like a local band from Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, uh, unleash the archers. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, they're, uh, yeah. I'm... They're from Vancouver. Oh, and they've they? played my town, like downtown, tiny little club. I was like outside walking by. Cause I was with some friends and I'm like, Oh, I wish we could be in that show right now. But, they're a good band. Yeah. They're, I don't they're listen to well. a ton of power metal, but they're great. One of one of the better in that genre, I, I think. Power metal these days. Yeah. It's it's the perfect festival music when you're at a big really old is. festival and then they come on and you're like, yeah, and you're like, yes. It is on my it is on my bucket list to like go to one of those like Swedish power metal festivals or like the like ones the in Wacken Germany. Yeah, Wacken those. <laughs> I want to go to one of those before I die so badly. They are <laughs> mad, like absolutely. We we played. Um, uh, the biggest festival in Ukraine, uh, I think it was in 2019. The passion, the like, the the mm-hmm. mix of music is crazy, and they are just there. the The festival itself is called Zakid Fest, and it's uh, in a forest. But the uh, everyone camps in the forest, 
Oh, and okay. it, the so cool. yeah, and the festival itself is surrounded. The festival arena is surrounded by lakes, so you've got um, I think four four or five stages. Uh, the main stage being at the far end, and the smaller stage being at one end. And there are people as you're playing on like floats in the water like moshing and you're like you're like looking at the people so in front sick. of you on the ground and then you're looking at the people in the and they're just going yeah <laughs> you're like yeah, don't drown <laughs> stay alive that's amazing yeah so that. told you again weird weird venue weird venue <laughs> that's really cool that sounds like one of like the better weird ones to oh be yeah that does, i mean yeah. i guess the the cafe though sounds good. I mean, you get free food while you're eating. I mean, you're free food. I got an, I got a, a mouthful of omelet. If you, if that's what you call free yeah. food, then you know. Yeah, sure. In a touring band, that is. Yeah, that, I mean, tonight. that's what, that was a hot meal. <laughs> that's what it was advertised yeah. as a hot meal. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. So uh, yeah, let's talk about um, you guys recently signing to Face Down. Congrats on that. Thank um, you. I wanted to ask first off. Um, are you guys the first British band to be signed by Facedown? I, I I think so, actually. And this is it, it was it's been a question that cropped up like kind of early into conversations with Facedown. And you know, we're looking through the roster, and well, first off, when when we started the conversations, we were like, oh, "That's Facedown. That's, that's Facedown Records." The amount of bands yeah. that I idolize on that label, mm-hmm. and I was like. If this if this comes through, it's like dream. So and um, mm-hmm. yeah, and kind of looking at them, I was like, I I think we're the the first British band to 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 be on them. I might I'll, I'll clarify that with um, Jason, but yeah, I, th- I think we might be. And I, I think it's you know the, you look at the bands on there at the moment; they're all American, mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's a great to be a part of such a a rich, talented roster of bands that are all in in one area we feel like like a bit of an i say an exception being a british band is really really cool um and being on an american label so yeah it's it's such a privilege to be on a record label that i've listened to for bands for years like sort of like a a band that we love in general is a band called gideon uh and you know their first three releases from face down records are like some of our favorites and like you know there's a lot of in jokes about like us with them like just in general because we just idolize them as a band i think they're absolutely phenomenal mm. and then you look at the the current lineup as well like war of ages heavily got into bloodlines recently i think their ep yeah. is mm. fantastic so good um meadows we've been having chats with the boys in meadows um mm. uh it was funny when we signed we, we did the announcement and when peacekeeper came out um saving grace uh, slid into our DMs on Instagram, and I'm chatting. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I've been listening to this band <laughs> for years, and I, I'm just there, like, "All right, mate, like uh, you're really cool." And I'm, I'm obviously like, I'm very stoic. And they're and, close yeah. to you guys, right? They're yeah. in, they're, I mean, relatively, they're in New. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're actually closer to you. They're in New Zealand. That's actually yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, split the difference is fine. <laughs> they're, they're exactly the opposite side of the world to us yeah uh, but i, I <laughs> right. used to live in new zealand uh so i i do know the area you guys all well. sound the same though right yeah well why not <laughs> yeah, sure <laughs> i tell you you put you put me and saving grace in a room together and you will see the difference so yeah yeah, it, yeah we have been so welcomed in by this label i don't think i've ever seen anything like it like you know war of ages posted about us signing to uh face down and i was like oh like these these guys are a huge influence on us, so it, it's it's like mm-hmm. yeah, it's really humbling to be to be perfectly honest. I I feel incredibly privileged to be on such a prestigious label, you know, and, and such an influential label in in my eyes. That's awesome. That's how did so that uh, how did that whole process happen? Can you take us through um, that? Yeah, so it actually started in 2019 before um, we released our first album, Guided um okay and our manager at the time uh was sort of doing some communication out and about label shopping and we got 
I think Jason emailed us directly and said, look, I've, I've been contacted by your manager. Um, I really love the record. I just want to kind of understand a bit more about the lyrics behind it and, you know, what you guys are all about and was kind of like fishing for the, you know, are you a, a faith-based band and are, are you, and I was like, well, yeah, like that's, that's, you know, this is what, what I am. I, I'm a very, very Christian man. Like, and, um, he was like, right, fine. Okay. I can read that in the lyrics. And I just wanted to kind of fully understand that. And I was like, oh, this is a really interesting take because nobody ever really looks that deeply into the lyrics and they kind of take it for, for kind of face value. Cause it's not, not like out and out, you know, worship music if you would if if that's what you want to call it and like but it's it tends to be a bit more subtle and there's a lots of hints there and um and i think you know that kind of initial conversation was was had but where we basically recorded this album the year before we'd been sat on it for a long time and we were like we want to get this out we just want to get something out because we just haven't really you know we've, we've got all this material and our timelines didn't align basically um so we were like right we're going to put this out we're going to self-release it put it out to the world and it started to gain a fair bit of traction. Like we had um, Ryan Kirby from fit for a King on one of the tracks. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was Myra. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first, first track I heard from you guys. Yeah. yeah. I remember being hooked after that. Yeah. And I think that's how we initially kind of got talking a little while yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, off yeah, that yeah. track. I yeah. That. Cause I remember mm. Ryan, um, Ryan and I have been talking through uh, heart support. Cause I've been doing a bit of work with um, the guys okay. over at heart support. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, so we just, I was like, would you, would you want to feature on the record? He was like, I'd absolutely love to. And I was like, oh, amazing. And then he, he posted about it. And then loads of people in America were like, oh my God, who, who, who's this band in England? Like, you know, and, um, yeah, so that kind of, kind of shifted us into the, the kind of, I say the, the Christian scene over in America a bit more. And we, um, kind of then when COVID hit, we had all these plans to tour in 2020. You know, we were going back out to Europe. We'd had a load of festivals booked and obviously it then stopped. But on top of that, I caught COVID really badly. Um, I've had it three times. And uh, the second no time way. I had it, yeah. Second time I had it, wow. I ended up in the back of an ambulance on a ventilator because I couldn't. Oh, no. Yeah, I couldn't That's breathe. Cr- um and I've suffered with some neurological issues off the back of their third round. So I was, I was suffering seizures and um, developed a little bit of epilepsy. And that has now disappeared under like, a lot of investigation. But long and short, because I got so sick I, and everything was locked down, I just channeled this, just started to write a lot. And I said to the boys, right, I think this is going to be a lot longer. And I, uh, my main, my, my job is I work for a, a private medical company doing rehabilitation into chronic illness for people who are really, really sick. Um, and we were getting fed information directly from our national health service to say, we're staying in lockdown for a long time. So I said to the guys, let's write an EP. Let's just write, 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 and see what comes out of it. And um, we wrote this fun little EP called Press Start to Play, which is, literally what got us through lockdown because me jacob and a couple of boys in another band played halo master chief collection yeah yeah mm-hmm. all the way through <laughs> we did all six games so all five games from nice. start to finish yeah um in party check because we were all off work uh everyone was at home and then i was like there's some really interesting quotes in halo and i was like i'm just gonna start writing these down and i was like i wouldn't it be fun to just write a song about halo and um i remember jack our guitarist sent through a load of demos and i was like oh i'm gonna pick this one i just started writing to it and i've got my own little setup in my room and um recorded some vocals over the top and i sent it to the guys and they were like oh this is really good this is really, really good. And I was like, yeah, cool. So we started and I was like, I didn't tell them it was about games because I didn't think they would buy into it because no, no one else is a, is a massive gamer apart from me. And I was like, yeah, cool. All right, let's 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 go about it like this. And then... What do you play on? What do I play on? I play on Xbox. Yes, dude. We need that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, <laughs> this is not going to be a podcast anymore. It's just going to be gaming. We'll be yeah. Let's go play Halo, Yeah, man. let's go. 
yeah, don't worry about this the now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's going to be like, Come watch us on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Team Slayer. Oh, uh, yeah. So Everybody's always PlayStation. I'm like, uh, where are all the Xbox? Yeah, I'm, I'm all I'm <laughs> Xbox boy. Like, the Master Chief. Yeah. Like, you've, got, you've got to know if that's Halo. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and long and short, we I, and that was kind of where we, we funneled our um, energies during lockdown. Uh, in between various people getting quite sick and so on and so forth. But what ended up happening is is we recorded it all in my living room. And we were just, you know, we had the police called on us because um, I was screaming into the, into the, and I live in a block of flats. <laughs> and I'm there going, and they're going, um, uh, we've just had a call because we think you're um, uh, abusing your your partner. And I was like, uh, I don't have a partner, but there's a big burly guy in here who plays guitar in my band. <laughs> and the, the police walked in and there's, there's me and Jacob standing at like six foot ten. And they went, oh, I saw the microphones and they were like, okay, yeah, right. Yeah, you're solid, lads. And we're like, cool. Like, just don't do it That's past hilarious. 11 o'clock. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, then um, we, we basically used it as a stopgap. And we were like, we want... <laughs> to stay relevant we've just released the album not going to get to tour the album and we put out these songs probably every two months just to be like oh here's here's another one here's another one and in the background wrote 36 songs yeah because we nothing like two more albums like 36 full songs no no yeah demos yeah yeah and then what we did is um we when the restrictions uh were lifted or started to lift we rented a property in um norfolk near the coast and set up for about 10 days took all our recording equipment and recorded all the guitars all the bass uh demoed out the drums on MIDI and did um, started writing some of the vocal parts in this cabin. Uh, sent the uh, guitars off to, to get mixed and then booked in the, um, the vocal recording. And that was all done before the final track of the EP was even out. So we'd actually had the, the album pretty much kind of good to go before, before it was out. Um, and then we were kind of working with our manager to say, right, we want to get good mix and master we want to get um good vocal production and we started working with this guy called justin to do the vocals and um then we got confirmation that andrew wade was gonna mix and master the record and it just started to ramp up and we andrew is so good by the way oh he did such an amazing job with your guys record thank you so much like when we got it back we were all like like the, it just sounds it's just te- it, like he's just worked magic on it like it just gives such a mm. depth to it mm-hmm. and like knowing that he's just put out wage wars most recent album and a, mm-hmm. a day to remember and you're like like <laughs> you're kind of rubbing shoulders with the big boys there and it was like right. really really excited to work with them and um we did the vocals for peacekeeper and punishing myself before god does and uh we jason basically from face down had said keep in contact. So our manager shot him over the two demos and uh, he signed us there and then off just off the, the, the two demo tracks of Peacekeeper and Punishing. And I mean, then... hey, I would have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those songs <you>. are great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were, yeah, we were really excited about it. And um, we, he was like, oh, when's the rest of the album coming? And uh, then it was like about a month later, we'd finish all the vocals on it um sent it over and yeah it was like oh it's kind of it's got better like those two tracks were great but you know it's kind of kind of lifted up from there so yeah um and it was it was a very swift process like we only got the the mixes back in march uh the final mixes and then it was like right let's go let's let's start releasing material so the next uh peacekeeper came out in april uh punishing came out last month and forever hollow came out yesterday uh friday so yeah, it's been a it's been a bit of a whirlwind actually. To be fair, that's awesome. Yeah, it's been a, it's been really really fun. That's well, cool. if you needed any validation, you guys are like a real good band. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, True, you got the mix Stop for Andrew Wade. You're you're signed to Face Down with War of Ages and all the other amazing bands. You guys are there. You Thank you so mm-hmm. much. I really appreciate it. So yeah, we. I I can't even begin to tell you guys how humbled we are by the response that everyone on face down has had 
um, you know, the bands on there have reached out to us and, you know, been promoting our stuff and just welcoming us into it. But you don't see that anywhere else. It is genuinely... It's the face-down family. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. genuinely yeah. a family. And I, I, I thought people were taking the mick when they first said it. It's like, oh, no labels like this. No, they are. And it is completely mm-hmm. unique. So, yeah, it's 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 been an unbelievable experience. And to kind of... um look at the bands that are on there at the moment that I'm now big fans of and I'm like oh, I'm friends with these guys on Facebook it's really cool so yeah it's been, it's, awesome. been yeah. it's been real fun real real fun so far that's great we'll get into the album in a minute I just want to say this to you and for those listening Chris and I have heard the record we got that sent to us before this like four and, times at this point <laughs> yeah I think I've listened to it three times and um I have been bored by a I'm going to go ahead and say 85% of modern metalcore lately. This record definitely was extremely refreshing for me. It was great. It didn't get boring at any point. It was exciting. Always kept me guessing. Had uh, just like really unique riffs, fun vocal parts, awesome breakdowns out of nowhere. Like it's just overall a fun, good summer metalcore record. And so I'm really excited for people to hear that. Amazing. Sean. Just judging by what Sean just said, he likes it more than fit for a king right now. You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> we're, try, we're trying to get Ryan Kirby on here. Like, we're yeah. Like, oh yeah, I featured on that band's record once, and they'd be like, <laughs> "Oh no, we might cut that part." Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's honesty, it. fellas. I I really enjoyed oh, yeah. Reaper. I, I I listened to Reaper the other day, and I was like, "This is a heavy song." Heavy, heavy song. The breakdowns. Like, it's heavy. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's good. It. But no, honestly, I can't thank you enough. Um, uh, do any of the tracks kind of stand out as, uh, like, to you? Yes. For me, it yeah. was, here, I'm horrible with track names. Let me find it. Um, a place where you're... In my old age. Track eight. I can never remember. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that song stuck out to me or stood out to me so much. You, yeah, I'm not going to ruin it for people who haven't heard it yet, but you know exactly yeah. where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. If, if you like breakdowns, that's that's the song with breakdowns in it. It's so good. No. Could you talk about the album themes and just the title, Punishing Myself Before God Does, what you wanted to convey on this record? Yeah, so the album itself um, is very much a reflection of the period of time that we've just been through. Um, it's, okay. it's, very, it's very much a... a a lot of self-commentary and self-critique. Um, I think, you know, the, the album title itself is is very uh, evocative and it's very... Mm-hmm. I remember I, when when I wrote that and I was like... I, it was, obviously, it's the, the, the line on the breakdown, uh, I'll punish myself before God does. Um, that, that whole build-up. That, that song in general is about guilt and making mistakes and... Uh, learning from your mistakes because uh, but it's said in such a a visceral way that i know that i will be forgiven you know Mm. you know for for my sins i will be forgiven however if i continue to make those mistakes knowing that i will be forgiven then am i am i really a good person like if you don't learn and grow from it then you you must hold on to the things that you've done wrong and mm-hmm. grow from it and that's where it was mm-hmm. just like okay before i get punished i'm going to make sure that i do it myself and i never ever forget the mistakes that i've made and i think that was that was some of the initial feelings that were coming out at the time when when we were going through the period of lockdowns there was a lot of like guilt there was a lot of shame you know we're locked in our houses. We were unable to do anything. I just felt horribly guilty. Um, you know, friends and uh, the, a lot of friends and relationships broke down during that period of time for uh, a lot of the members of the bands um, because it was such trying times. And each song has a, a direct reflection on on aspects of the bands at that time. Um, and I think you know when you when you write that as a song title and you think oh, punishing myself before god does you're like there's no way 
that this record cannot be named that. You want to make a statement and you want to go forward and you say, <laughs> yeah. right, okay, we're here and we're here to stay. Um, Peacekeeper, you know, is 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 more of an uplifting song. It's it's that battle. It's a it's a bit of a mm. continuation on from um from that that idea of, of punishing myself before God does. It's it's that right you know, you've got battles, you've got your personal battles. It's how can you rise up from them? You know, whatever you're, you're coming up against and whatever you fear and whatever's, whatever's going on at the time, you can grow from it. And I think the, the line that will always sticks with me is I, I've got a really busy head sometimes. And when I, I'll overthink things and I'll, I'll critique myself really, really heavily because I know I can do better um, is I pray for silence, but I've got a throat full of fire and a head full of violence. And it goes straight into the breakdown. And it, I remember writing that at a particularly bad time when I had COVID because my head was all over the place, but I just mm. wanted to scream about it. And, you know, it was, it was, yeah, it was just really rocky time for, for a lot of us. And then, the uh, i mean there's some other tracks on there i think you look at um forever hollow which has just come out and um uh to care for those who care for us is all about loss um because unfortunately during this time we've we have lost a good number of people along the way and there's um strangely four of the band members myself included have lost somebody through um the Mm. battle of dementia Mm. um through that time so um, to care for those who care for us is directly uh, about my uncle who died um, in in the lockdowns uh, because of his d- battle with dementia. And then three of the other guys have lost um, family members along the way during that writing process. So it's a it's a very personal track for for us in that um, kind of biome, I guess. And that mm. that cascades into Forever Hollow as well. And mm. yeah, it's a very all, all I can say about the record is, is you know, read the lyrics, look at it when it when it comes out. Obviously, um, it's very personal for for all of us. Like as much as I am the primary, uh, r- like lyric writer, I draw in absolutely everything that's going on with with everyone. It's not a direct reflection of how I feel at the point in time, but we're very close as a band. It's strangely close, actually, um, and we get on super super well, and we share everything with each other so it's it's very much like you know some some of them will be talking and i'll be just typing away of just things that they've said and then it will come out later on and we're releasing Mm. we'll be releasing a single in a few weeks i want to say um and uh another music video there's gonna be a few. There's gonna, there's a couple. There's a couple coming out. Let's put it like this. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. But I love how I'm, much promo yeah. this album is getting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we awesome, we want to. You know, we wanted to make a bit of a statement on you know mm-hmm. English band. Let's let's do it and let's let's kind of kick off in the in the right way. So. You know, let's put. Hey, out there's other speech. bands other than Architects. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, lo- I love Architects, but you're right. Yeah, let's let's get some some material out. But um, the track Lovecraft, um, you know, sits very. Mm, that was one of my favorites. That's yes. a really good one. Yeah. I'm really excited That's to release cool. that at some point. Um, and when the you know when the album comes out and um yeah that has a particular weight on some of the members of the band and that's a reflection on on where they were at that point in time so it's very personal uh and it's a very introspective look on on the emotions that were were going on through a really rocky time i there was so much coming out bands with you know making very big statements about politics and and i was like do you know what it's not i can't just make it i i resonate much more with personal material because i feel like i get to know the band a little bit better when when they're talking about grandiose politics i i turn off so mm-hmm. it, yeah and that's that's just my lyric style that's just my writing style so I yeah like it's 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 a very personal journey that that record and it mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of blood sweat and tears in it you can definitely hear it there's a lot of heart and soul into it i really appreciate what do you that say, Chris? Can you can you tell us a little bit about the the cover art and how that kind of came oh, out? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that oh that was months in the working when um we so it's done by a chap in Australia called Matt Heed, um uh, and he uh, there's uh, we got sent the um 
the CDs the other day. Um, we're getting the vinyl presses soon, and I I yes. opened up the um, the artwork. Those and the vinyls oh, oh, are God. so sick. Thank you. Uh, uh, when we were getting them pressed out, we were talking to FaceTime. We were like, that, that blue one. Well, yeah, that's the one we got. <laughs> and um, yeah, so there's some really cool like uh, added artwork on the inside of. Um, the sleeves of the uh, CD See. and the vinyl as well. So, um, and I forgot it was there until we opened it. I was like, oh my God, yes, yes, the, that, that work. <laughs> uh, um, so the artwork, we wanted to go with a bit of a, a, a like a, a retro 80s feel in the color scheme. So those kind of neon purples, uh, blues and greens. Mm-hmm. And the when we gave the title out, and I was describing how I wanted it to feel. Um, it was like pure isolation. Um, it was an introspective look on yourself, um, but in this kind of weird 80s vibe, like some of the visuals, that's what we wanted to go for. And um, we were, we tried it with a couple of artists and it just didn't sit right. And then Matt sent across an initial draft and it was... It was it was kind of similar, but it had this this woman on the front, and she looked like she was drowning. I was like, "This is really cool. We just need to twist things around a little bit." And then he popped in the woman coming up out of the out of the water because I said, "I really like this aspect of drowning. It's like drowning in your own thoughts. It's drowning in your own, your emotions, and then trying to escape it, but knowing that you have to." And then he sent across that, and it was just like, "That's the one. That's the one." Mm-hmm. And it was like you, you know when it clicks for you. Like you saw a couple, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, we could roll with that. But it, yeah, it's very much a reflection on that person introspectively looking at themselves and trying to escape it, but whilst also drowning in their own thoughts and emotions whilst on the way out. So yeah, it's, it's, it's got layers of meaning and things like that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's an added one on the inside cover as well, which I, I completely cool. forgot about. And it's it's great. It's really, really cool. I can't wait I'm to get my hands on that. that and see that. Yeah, well, I this s- might be one of the first albums, uh, at least in recent times, that I'm going to get. I'm hoping, just to make it worth it with shipping costs and everything, I'm probably going to get the CD and the vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I saw your collection yeah. posted online earlier, Chris. Oh, oh my God. God. Absolutely <laughs> blown up. The categorization was on a level... <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Like I was reading, it was like A, A is face down, B is the vinyl collection yeah. here, and I was like, oh wow, <laughs> fair play to you. For though. those that, thank you. For those that don't know, Chris just finished his entire face down physical release collection, meaning he has at least yeah. one physical <laughs> CD or album of every single release in face down records history. What's what's Except your favorite? The digital only ones, yeah. which I have. But oh, my, you know what was funny. My my wife Fiona, she was like, she she we had them all laid out on the carpet. I was taking the photos yesterday, and she's like, "So what's your favorite one?" And she's like, "I'm like I'm like I don't know. I can't pick." She's like, "You gotta prepare. Somebody's gonna ask you." <laughs> yeah, here it is. <laughs> the killer got the day afterwards. <laughs> oh, I should have prepared. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I can name like a uh, one, but I know at least in the top five or ten or whatever would probably have to be. Like Breaker by For Today, Into the Sea by Atlas, Behold by My Epic, um, probably uh, Sons of Thunder by Sleeping Giant. Like I don't know, there's there's so many I could put in there that it's so hard to name. But I know those are like among my favorites. Mm. They just hold so much more personal meaning to me for like when I was getting into metal was like for today, like breaker, like that was one of the albums that was like, I'm a metalhead. Yeah. <laughs> you just go to this album. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's but, always yeah. that one record that gets you into it. Isn't there? Mm-hmm. What yeah. was speaking of which, what was your gateway record into metal? Yes. Uh, so uh, let me tell you what my first album was first. Cause I guarantee okay. you uh, destiny's child survivor. Oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like and then I was like oh I need to course correct here and I got quite into like some 41 and and stuff like that but okay. the first nice. the first metal record I got was um Linkin Park Hybrid Theory 
Mm. But that was like that was obviously that yeah, was mine too. Yeah, you can't you yeah. can't go wrong with it. You can't go wrong with it. But obviously yeah. that's still a little bit light. And it was actually right. uh, a set. It was ascendancy by Trivium that drove a, like a oh, spear wow. through um, me and was like, "No, this is the direction that you need to go in." Um, so. Yeah, I remember it was Paul Harder on the strings of your martyr, and I'd listen to it on like my school PC with like tiny little earbuds, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and I was the only kid who listened to metal in my school. Um, so yeah. yeah, I used to try and hide it because I was like ostracized for it. So yeah, it Aww. was a great record. Um, but yeah, th- those were the, the De- Destiny's Child to Linkin Park to Trivium. So not there bad. You go. Yeah, I can you can see it's a very clear route. What are what are some of your favorites from Face Down? Since you, oh you yeah, to, you already you've been into Face Down for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm coming back. Oh, uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm like you. I'm gonna get it up because I don't want to get the um, the name wrong of it, and uh, I want to make sure it's the in the right order. It's Callist by um, Gideon. Oh, that's oh yeah, yeah okay, just, that makes sense. It is raw. It's so it's raw. so raw and. I don't know what like I I just hands out that it's just in, an incredible record. I think that um it has influenced me on more levels than I I care to to comment on. So yeah, that mm. that definitely uh, kind of sits at the top there and I think um Eternal by War of Ages as well as another Another ripper. So, yeah, it's yeah. a classic. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was mm-hmm. up there as That's well. Great. Yeah, it's funny when you mentioned Gideon earlier. I was like, yes, I was right because my wife and I we listened to the album together for the first time, yeah. and the entire time I'm like, who does this sound like? Obviously, it has different influences mm. from different metalcore bands, but I'm like, there's a band that it sounds like directly influenced it and i can't put my name on it and when you said gideon yeah it clicked and i'm like oh my gosh it's gideon yeah and it has this like gideon like melodic hardcore but like metalcore like mashup style to it yeah and it's so good but Thank you guys you. like refined it with almost like i want correct me if these aren't bands that are that influenced you but i feel like i hear definitely some fit for a king some polaris and even currents i mean you guys yeah. got brian on it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you can you can draw like you can look at songs and and say which ones influenced it. Um, so, for example, mm-hmm. a place where your hope dies is very currents. It's very uh, mm-hmm. kind of influenced on that. Lovecraft Definitely. is very is very Gideon. Um, it's that kind of stomping da 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 like really kind of hardcore. Um, mm-hmm. As you say, fit for a king. I definitely say punishing probably sits in that fit for a king kind of big thumpy riffing and then kind of like a large chorus and then um there's the a, a couple of british bands actually heavy influence on us are while she sleeps and oh nice yeah, yeah. and yeah. who else is I kind of had it um being as an ocean who are a canadian band actually have a, mm. a mega influence on mm. me um so you know that i think their lyric style is the way joel writes is just incredible so yeah he has a very mm-hmm. heavy influence on us so yeah you're, you're not far off uh, when you're like yeah these are the <laughs> bands that have influenced the record but what's really nice is that nobody has directly said you sound like this band and it's like i can hear elements of it which is like oh that's perfect mm-hmm. that means we're drawing in when you d- have your uniqueness yeah somebody Definitely. commented on uh punishing the other day and said oh you sound like Sleeping Giant mixed with Blessed by a Broken Heart. And have you ever heard Blessed by a Broken Heart? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They are 80s synth synth metalcore. (laughs) And I was like, you're entitled to your opinion, man, but I do not see it. So, yeah. I think he meant it as a compliment, probably. Yeah, I I love Blessed by a Broken Heart. I think I saw that comment, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I, I was so, thinking, is, is Peacekeepers influenced by Polaris at all? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like a, yeah. yeah, that yeah. breakdown kind of sounds like it was taken or like influenced by yeah, Polaris absolutely, for sure. Yeah, 
So everyone's got their own bits and bobs that they kind of draw in left, right, and center. But that's a very Polaris breakdown with the gaps and the kind of like just I love Polaris. Yeah, they're incredible bands. So so good. Yeah, it's great to for people to to see that and go, oh, I can see that that bit has been influenced by that. Or it's not like every band at the moment is coming out who sounds like um, Architects did. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. the last three albums sorry, three albums ago, and everyone's <laughs> yeah. kind of starting to get that guitar tone. And I'm like, I know that guitar tone. You sound very similar to Architects. So, yeah, great fun so far. They're British too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're from um, yeah, yeah, okay. Southampton, yeah. which is like, two hours from me. They're like probably the biggest like British metalcore band ever, right? Uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Is oh, Bring Me the Horizon okay. British? Yeah, yeah. They're from Sheffield. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I was never a fan of them, so <laughs> I never got into them. Hey, we're all learning something. I didn't realize being as an ocean is Canadian. Yeah, I, I believe they're, <laughs> I, I believe they're Canadian, um, and um, the the singer Mike is actually from Manchester in the UK, um, and oh, uh, the rest nice. of the band okay. are from Canada. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I get quite geeky when I like a band. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna research where you're from, not in a creepy way, but in like a way that yeah. I'm like, I'm just really interested. <laughs> That's great. I'm that way with Aussie bands. I I think Australia. I don't I don't know what is happening down there on that side of the world, but they just keep churning out the best heavy music bands. Oh, in the scene for all eternity, for all eternity, Thornhill for all eternity. Um, <laughs> Alpha I, Wolf. Yeah, I uh, was obsessed <laughs> with Thorns Thornhill's record, The Dark Pool. I oh, cannot even so begin good. to tell you how good that record is. Um, make them suffer. Have you heard another the new one. one. Yeah, it's a it's um it's growing it's on me. It's very different. I really like it a lot. Okay, I really like it. Yeah, I I was obsessed with them for quite a while, and uh, mm-hmm. then Casanova came out and it jarred me. And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And that's not a yeah. bad thing. It just means I've got to get used to it because I've got a lot of respect for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to give it a couple more worlds. But I think the. The band that I'm really into at the moment is Void of Vision. Over, uh, okay. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. are they're raw, really, really raw. So they're pretty heavy. Yeah, very, very heavy band. Um, so yeah, Australia killing it, absolutely killing it. Just pumping out that Aussie metalcore, loving it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Do you want to real quick? I I know we're almost out of time. Do you want to just give maybe a two three minute if you can like biography of the band yeah sure so uh, we start we started probably back in 2014 2015 uh, maybe 2015 where we uh just kind of met online i did um a couple of vocal covers of like as i lay dying and a british band called heart of a coward like terrible like if if they leaked out online now everyone would be like oh my god is that where is that him (laughs) um and uh, got contacted by Jack, who's the the primary songwriter in in Confessions. And we just we we met up, and I auditioned for the band. And they were like, we, "We're looking for a singer. We haven't got any. We haven't. We weren't a, a band before. They'd been in a couple of bands. They were just starting this new one." And um, uh, came in, did a cover of a While She Sleeps song. Everyone was like, "Cool." They played me some original material, and I was like. Oh, this is, I'm really vibing with this. And I'd been for a number of auditions for other bands that I hadn't really enjoyed the music of. And I just clicked with them. And from there, they were like, let's, let's do this and we'll, we'll kind of build up from here. And I, I was like, they were a four piece at the time. So Jack, myself, um, Tony, and our original drummer. And then I was like, I think we need another guitarist. So I dragged one of my friends from home kicking and screaming he was like oh i want to be in a band but i don't want to do anything um so i don't want to put in the, the hard work um so he came along and we did a little a little release and kind of like toured around a little bit around the uk didn't really know what we were doing and then the guitarist and the drummer left and we then got in seb and our, our old guitarist dom and we wrote illuminate and that was like right this is this is confessions and that came out in 2017 and it was like the the first kind of two two years were a bit of like finding our feet you know a lot of bands kind of mess around for a little bit change their name and then do a release we just really love the name 
and we just went right we are going to stick with this and we're going to drive forward uh and we released illuminate in 2017 and toured got so many opportunities to tour all the way through europe all the way through russia eastern europe i think we did like 32 or 36 countries in the space of about two and a half years um we were really really busy and we signed to a label out in um uh, in uh, lithuania um and that's when we then went right let's get on it let's write an album because that's what you do as a band and um got in the studio dropped in guided and sat on it for ages because we didn't know what to do we were so diy and everything had gone from selling cds to digital and it's like well how do you build an Mm. online following like what do you do trying to read we had no real management and we just kind of like started reaching out got hooked up with a manager uh obviously started the initial conversations with face down then and then released guided and then covid hit <laughs> and then we did the little ep in in lockdown i think i we've gone i think we in 2018 or 2019 we did something like 100 and 110 shows something like that in the year so a lot, like a third of the year, we were in the back of a van, uh, and yeah. then we've we've done four in the last two years because of lockdowns. So it's <laughs> it's killing us at the moment. And then obviously up until where we are now, which is re- currently releasing uh, "Punishing Myself Before God Does" on Face Down, which comes out on the sixteenth of September. So short. That's condensed. You know, a lot of things have happened in the time, but you know, we've we've toured, we've been about, we've been given some crazy opportunities, and this is the the ne- the next step for us. And we're incredibly excited to to get the record out and in front of people. And I'm I'm really stoked that you guys enjoy it. And it, like you said, it's a, a breath of fresh air. So I'm really humbled by um by what you've got to say about it. Absolutely, I, c- I can't wait to to hear what the rest of the, mm-hmm. especially the FaceTime community mm-hmm. here thinks. Oh, they're going to love it. Everybody in general, I think it's going to, yeah, it's going to be a great record to come out. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Real quick, before we let you go, I just want to ask: so, someone who hasn't heard the band before and who is going to listen to this record when it comes out, what is one thing you want them to take away from it? It's emotion encapsulated in raw, aggressive energy and sound. Um, and it's a, a, a channel of, you know, our, in, our inner thoughts. Uh, and and it just there with your heart on your sleeve with the world to the world in front of you. It, yeah. And that's, that's kind of where I'd, I'd, I'd leave it. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for having oh. Yeah, <laughs> but, thanks for having us. Oh, that's fine, guys. Like, great. I'll pop you up on the uh, confession. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so smooth. I, you've well, got to well. keep that in. Do not yeah. edit that out. <laughs> thanks for having us, Steve. That was an ongoing podcast lately. That was an ongoing joke, though, is that we would always have the people that we're interviewing ask questions and they take over the interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that you did that, but <laughs> I, well, I, 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 I know. Yeah. I know I talk. <laughs> the problem is I know I talk a lot. And I'm, it's, it's like, right, no, it's right good. back in again, but I tell you what, we've laughed and we've yeah. smiled and that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. Cause it's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Amazing. Um, thank you so much for joining us. That's it for this episode of the Kingdom Core podcast. Once again, a huge shout out to Steven for coming on. Guys, we cannot wait for you to hear this new release from Confessions of a Trader. Go over to facedownrecords.com and you can go pre-order some merch, pre-order the album, show these dudes some support. Go stream and listen to their new music. Uh, They have three singles out currently and as Steven hinted, there's some more on the way shortly. Once again, we would love to remind you guys to go leave a review on Apple Music, um, rate the podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen. It's so great to have your support that way. And speaking of great support, it's time for a special shout out to our Patreon supporters. We welcome a new core giver this week, and that is Frankie Blocker. Thank you so much for joining in at this level. We also have Anthony Kuchma, Tiffany Cadenhead, Aaron Peter, and Jonathan Lyman. 
And a huge special shout out to the Dead Pedal Coffee Company for continuing their support from this podcast. They have been our biggest financial supporter and we want to give them some extra support. So we'll end off the podcast with a little bit of a trailer. We've shown this on the podcast before, but we want to show this again. Here is a little bit of a teaser for Dead Pedal Coffee Company. Are you still cheating yourself every morning with stale store-bought coffee? How about you try some a little more fresh? Go to deadpedalcoffee.com and get your fresh roasted fuel delivered straight to your door. You order, we roast, then we ship. Kickstart your day with a fresh cup of coffee from the South. It ain't just coffee, it's a lifestyle. How do you say your last name? I'm just curious. Uh, McConville? Uh, t- yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. McConville? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. McConville. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Normally people... Cool. I've been called McGonagall. Mc- I'm like, I'm not in Harry Potter, mate. <laughs> I, I know I'm British, but I'm not... There's no G there, mate. And there's a lot yeah. of... There's a V, and yeah, so... I wanted to say something like, forget, oh. forget about being the goat. It's the time of the coat. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that's why I waited. I didn't say it. <laughs>